Hello. Welcome back. It's Stephanie. And Natalie. <laughs> and today we're both feeling a little mellow. Yeah, we're just going to be chill vibes today. <laughs> this is the Catholic Chicks Are Cool podcast. We're so happy you're listening and discovering all the good beauty, truth, the good, the true, and the beautiful of the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. We're so happy you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, today, um, we're talking about um, being unseen, mm-hmm. um, those that are unseen, and the ways in our own life that we've felt unseen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the word of the week, if you will, unseen. <laughs> um, before you jump in, let's just catch up. How are you doing, Natalie? <laughs> um, I'm doing wonderful. This week has been a busy week with a lot, a lot of fruit that has been coming in my life, which has been awesome. And Jesus, I've been, I've been like, because Stephanie and I both do our best to make it to daily mass every day and it's a devotion that I have and love um but there is the temptation with going to daily mass every day for it to just become a part of your routine and Mm -hmm. it to become a little stoic I guess I don't know but just you know I want the mass to always strike me with its beauty and awe and sometimes some masses there's more consolation I guess than other masses and so Mm -hmm. I've been feeling a little bit recently like Mm -hmm. my the going to mass every day has just become a part of my routine when I want it to become like the highlight be the highlight of my day and so I was praying about that a lot on Thursday Mm -hmm. and then on Friday it was I went to mass by myself which normally I go and like I mean, I know everybody there, but normally I go and like, it's all the people who I'm really close with, but there was kind of something really nice about being by myself and my seat was right next to the tabernacle. And it honestly felt like a little date with Jesus, which was so much fun. And he really made himself new. And I've been praying with newness and like all things new recently, um, Mm -hmm. in a time of life where I'm in the, we're in the middle of the semester. We don't get a spring break. Everything Mm -hmm. is the same. So there's not a lot that's new on the outside appearance but there can be a lot that's new inwardly Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. the lord can bless us with Mm -hmm. so yeah so i'm feeling fresh i'm feeling new and i love it how are you steph (laughs) Uh, i'm doing well i just got back from falls church arlington area um around washington dc i was visiting my best friend amanda um during the school week because usually we record on Fridays, but today's a Saturday when we're recording this. And yeah, I got back yesterday, so it's really weird coming back because it felt like I was gone for the weekend. Uh-huh. I like, asked someone this morning, I was like, how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally the weekend right now. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, going up there was really cool. I got to experience um, parish life uh, with, with some alumni, people mm-hmm. who just graduated. And you know, I, I'm a senior right now, so it was just cool to kind of reflect on where Jesus is bringing me in the future Mm -hmm. and um, just the excitement in that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also I think coming back has made me, I want to use the word mellow, but I think I'm just very like reflective right Mm -hmm. now on, um, Mm -hmm. on this being my last semester and just, yeah, having hope in um, where the adventure of living with Christ is 
bringing mm-hmm. me, I guess. But yeah, I'm pretty mellow, I would say. I have an exam on Monday that I haven't studied for. <laughs> nice, nice. So that's yeah. another thing, but yeah. 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 That's how we are. <laughs> we hope That's you the end of the well. podcast, everyone. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> what if that? What if that's what our podcast was? We just came, told you how we were doing. <laughs> we just need someone to listen. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I actually was kind of like when Natalie was sharing about how she's doing. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that our episode is on being unseen mm-hmm. and how really this podcast you're listening to us but there is a level of being unseen even there you know and and same with the listeners and yeah you who are listening right now like Mm -hmm. we don't see you right now but Mm -hmm. um I just think that's kind of interesting I was just reflecting on that it is and also just with the pandemic right now and the level of um I guess unseen that I feel like society is in a state of right now of um thinking that over zoom is is going to fulfill our desire for Mm -hmm. being seen known and loved Mm -hmm. and ultimately we know like that's not the fulfillment of that like yeah um, being seen in person and natalie and i are obviously in person right now i think there's something really good and necessary there for the soul to be seen in person in the flesh Mm -hmm. um oh my gosh of course because that's why Jesus comes to us in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just love when the priest holds up the Eucharist and says, behold the Lamb of God Mm -hmm. and allows us to see him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the flesh Mm -hmm. as the sacrifice. It's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the complaint of mine for so much of the pandemic was I want to see people. Mm -hmm. And I missed seeing Jesus. But when Mm -hmm. we were when like I think that was taken away from us and there was a little a lot of poverty of being unseen we had to learn to see him in different ways Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. something that we want to talk about today is just you know when you get stripped of things and when things get taken away from you like the mass and adoration Mm -hmm. you have to dig deeper and see God in the depths of your soul Mm -hmm. and see him in a place where he can never be taken away Mm-hmm. And that's hard with people in your life too, you know, when your ability to see them gets taken away because mm-hmm. we can't just channel the depths of our souls and see our parents or see our friends. Mm-hmm. It, we don't have that blessing the same way that we do with Christ. And that's why our relationship with him should come first because mm-hmm. his is a relationship that can't be taken away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's important for the people around us to, I think, to say that no seeing people is a good thing and it is necessary and it's important for your mental health because that's the only mm-hmm. way that we can really connect with people is to to be able to mm-hmm. see them and know them well which hap- is done so much better in person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is kind of a funny thing but <laughs> i was also thinking about i don't know if this has ever happened to you guys but when you really like a band or a singer yeah and you kind of picture like what that person looks like mm-hmm. just by their music and then there's times when you see what they look like mm-hmm. and you're like oh well now this changes my experience of listening yeah. no, that's true. <laughs> if that makes sense and I think that's really beautiful just like reflecting on I guess our different senses even and yeah. how that they don't always connect or necessarily speak to each other so the importance of having them all yeah um, and really like being mindful of them like yeah like oh my gosh being seen and heard yeah. and like I don't know tasted. I love I love <laughs> smelled 
I'm, that's so funny. Felt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love mindfulness. And, and that, yeah, there's yeah. so much there. But also when yeah. it comes to bands and... I mean, this. I'm sure nobody has really experienced this in a while, but when you do get to see your favorite band in person mm-hmm. and you're just in the crowd and you're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're up there. The yeah. actual person is up yeah. there right in front of me. Yeah. And being able to hear music yeah. live is such a different yeah. experience Definitely. than yeah. hearing it through whatever is playing. And it's yeah. the same thing as seeing them live is so different than seeing them through a music video or like a celebrity seeing them on tv and yeah like that's why god is so good and so cool because Mm -hmm. i tell my second graders this all the time i'm like guys think of your favorite celebrity and know that like think about how you would act if you were able to talk to them for five minutes and know that god is greater a million times greater than all the celebrities combined and he we're able to talk to him whenever we want and not only like he gives us communication in so many different ways to our five senses like mm-hmm. the taste of the eucharist the smell of incense the sound of praise and worship music mm-hmm. um the the reading of the bible like I just think that, or even like your posture in prayer with like the feeling of that, that prayer Mm -hmm. can be something that reaches all five senses, Mm -hmm. which is beautiful to be able to get to know God Mm -hmm. and to feel his presence and see him. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to tell a personal story (laughs) on, I guess, being unseen and um, where this reflection really spurned out of. Um, so, yeah, so basically, um, (laughs) I think being an extrovert, um, is sometimes, um, hard with struggling to feel as if, or struggling feeling like, um, most friendships or communication is initiated, um, by me, that in a sense, in order to be seen, it needs to be on my own initiation, if that makes sense, and I have this, Um, time when I was actually at Damascus for a conference uh, about two months ago and I was really struggling with just feeling very unseen in a place with so many random people Um, yeah that I didn't know and um, that particular night I was feeling mellow so it's funny because that's kind of how I feel Mm -hmm. today and uh, just not having really this desire to um, make myself seen and I was like yeah, just lacking that mm-hmm. energy, I would say. So I mm-hmm. went to go pray and was just telling Jesus of these feelings of I feel unseen, but mm-hmm. I know Jesus by you, I'm always seen. Um, and I, yeah, sat in prayer for some time and I eventually came back out to this main room with a lot of people. <clears throat> and the first thing that happened, it probably took less than a minute. I walked into this room And this boy who was in my small group sharing um, earlier that day, I believe his name was Peter. Um, For the sake of the story, I'll say his name was Peter. And um, Peter opened up the circle of people he was talking to, which I only knew him in the circle. Everyone else was new. And called my name, said, Stephanie, like, would you like to join? And it meant so much to me and was such a radical insert to prayer because that was right after I left the chapel with Jesus. And he was showing me that I am seen Mm -hmm. um, by him and by others Mm -hmm. um, and not only on my own initiation. Mm -hmm. And it also kind of gave me insight on more, um, yeah, on how 
this is a feeling that many humans experience and mm-hmm. um, who am I not seeing in my life mm-hmm. and what are ways that I can see people pretty much and, yeah. and love them in that way. Um, because, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory, but the etymology mm-hmm. of unseen is, um, it comes from Latin, uh, invisibilis, which literally means invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and in many ways, Jesus is... Um, in times outside of the mass and outside of the Eucharist mm-hmm. can be invisible mm-hmm. to us, um, can be unseen to us, but mm-hmm. he is in every person. And what are ways that we are, yeah, like letting him go invisible mm-hmm. to our human eye. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And even within yourself, like what are ways that you don't see Jesus in yourself or um, don't see him loving you personally mm-hmm. as well? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just very interesting, especially when I think about, um, personalities as well. I'm um, mm-hmm. just trying to unite a lot of those feelings of being unseen with um, the poor, um, the poor in spirit, the poor um, in relationship, um, but also like there's so much I can say here. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah, like, sorry. I'm gonna stop. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but there is a lot there because yeah. there's the the first part, which is like being an extrovert and always being the initiator Mm -hmm. and sometimes that is exhausting and it's comforting to know that in my relationship with Jesus like I'm not I don't have to initiate that one that he is always initiating Mm -hmm. and that as no matter who you are there is somebody who is initiating in your life and Mm -hmm. as the church as the feminine church we are called to simply just receive that Mm -hmm. initiation Mm -hmm. um and that I think is what happens in your story where the Lord was working through Peter, this person, and and working through him to reach you. And sometimes we don't notice those things. We don't notice people mm-hmm. and we don't notice him. Mm-hmm. And there are, he is constantly, you know, out there initiating, doing things for us, but he goes hidden. And mm-hmm. so when you feel hidden and unseen, mm-hmm. like know that that is a very real reality for Jesus today, mm-hmm. not just when he lived thousands mm-hmm. of years ago, but how he is working within the church today because he's mm-hmm. a God of secondary means. And in a sense, he works to, mm-hmm. he desires to work through the hidden. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was sharing with Stephanie this, I'm reading by this woman, Catalina, mm-hmm. who is not a saint, I don't think, I don't know why, because her it's beautiful, all the things that Jesus said to her. It's from this book called The Passion that Catalina wrote, which is basically Jesus talking all about his passion. And he says, my body will be the sun that revives them. He's talking about like a garden of flowers that we are. I will come close to some to be consoled, to others to hide, in others I will rest. Mm-hmm. If, only, if you only knew, beloved souls, how easy it is to console, to hide, and to give rest to the one God. Mm-hmm. And at first when we, went, when we went over this, my Bible study was like, what the heck, Natalie? Like, why should we hide Jesus? Should not, shouldn't we make him known to other people? Mm-hmm. And I think that when he says hide in this sense, it's not the sense of hiding from something, but it's in the sense of that when we administer to other people, you know, we should be bringing Christ with us and being his hands and feet. And Jesus himself is not going to be the one to 
initiate in the sense of opening up the circle but he is going to work through us in order to open up the circle and that's how he remains hidden within us Mm -hmm. and when I was sharing this with Stephanie she said this beautiful quote which said which was come with Jesus hidden inside of you and I loved that it was awesome (laughs) I can't believe that is my first official quote (laughs) see you on Pinterest later guys (laughs) but yeah so I have um like an image when you just were talking about his passion um I was thinking of um just letting Jesus see you Mm -hmm. and yeah Natalie when you were sharing I was picturing um letting Jesus look into your eyes and like that intimate moment when you touch foreheads Mm. with another person with your beloved um but in the image he was wearing his crown of thorns and yeah his face has like blood on it Mm -hmm. um and in order to touch your forehead to his uh like you're going to touch his crown of thorns and ultimately like get like pierced you know yeah and like that I don't know that image just really I think I think speaks to letting yourself be seen by Jesus and how that's not always going to be I guess like it can bring a it lot can, of pain. Yeah, letting yourself really look him in the eyes. Oh right? my gosh, yeah. And, and confronting also, yeah. yourself too because yeah. you have to see yeah. yourself in order to allow him to yeah. see you. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, because um, it's not always going to be his, I guess, like pre-passion face, yeah. right? Like, But also yeah. his bloodied face and like letting ourselves look at him even then and also letting him look at you even in your pain. Um, yeah. But And also, obviously, like, in those times of um like gratitude and when life is going well but just letting yourself be seen in in everything that was just an image i had but then also back to like being hidden as well like the context of that quote that she shared <laughs> i was talking about um ministry in the secular world uh-huh. and how i think oftentimes when you're in a bible study or you're at the newman center or you're in your um it's like even with friends that you know share your faith um it's easier to to almost expect i will be talking about jesus now like you know in bible study or at the newman house like i was saying but but when you're i think um loving the stranger especially in the secular workplace um or secular world just in general like um in a way jesus is hidden both in that person um that you're loving but then also in yourself and and it takes almost, I was using the word tact earlier, mm-hmm. but like it takes like tact in a way to like mm-hmm. really know how to to allow Jesus to reveal himself slowly. Yeah. Um, to be hidden initially, but really just to, yeah, to eventually reveal himself and also to ask for the eyes to see Jesus in that other person as well. Um, yeah, because yeah. I think you come to them, like, of course we want to come to them as Jesus. Like it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Mm-hmm. And at first, somebody who does not know him is not going to see him in you immediately. Mm-hmm. But then the more they get to know you, the more that they start recognizing that there's something more there to this mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. fully alive and fully free. Mm-hmm. And as they get to know you, they'll start to learn that that's Christ living in you. Mm-hmm. You know, at first they just think it's you and like your happiness and your joy. But then they mm-hmm. get to know you and they're like, no, like there's something else here to this person. Something mm-hmm. that I want. Something that's beautiful and different than what I'm used to. And mm-hmm. then they'll come to learn that, wait a second, mm-hmm. that might be this Jesus person that yeah. they keep talking. That yeah. or that that, that yeah. I've heard about, you know, that might yeah. be who this is. Yeah. And and it's really him hidden within you and, and put on his facade and 
when you were talking about the crown of thorns, I was also thinking about how, like, locking eyes with somebody is a very intimate moment. And the image of pressing your forehead against his when with the crown of thorns is a very intimate moment. And it just shows how, like, with intimacy and him also, like, the pain of that crushing brings about deeper intimacy and the Mm -hmm. deeper you press into him the deeper the wounds go Mm -hmm. and like the more you Mm -hmm. feel that suffering Mm -hmm. um and the more you're able to die to yourself and Mm -hmm. to allow him to live more fully in you and then therefore allow Mm -hmm. to hide him greater within you if that even makes any sense and then like minister Mm -hmm. to other people I think that there's a Mm -hmm. a beautiful sequence that comes with that of Mm -hmm. like in the suffering that he gives you, the pressing into the crowning of thorns, the mm-hmm. intimacy, the dying to self, the mm-hmm. letting him live, and then the spreading that to everybody whom you encounter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oftentimes when I feel unseen, I really just approach it with thankfulness. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for allowing yeah. me um, this opportunity to be unseen because I know that is honestly how often you've been in my life and in those around me um jesus you go unseen like thank you for letting me experience that even though it hurts right Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when then you can let him look at you right and you look at him Mm -hmm. um, with the crown of thorns i think that's really a beautiful image but yeah i think that goes into even um humility too just Mm -hmm. thinking um thanking god for the opportunity to in a way like regard others yeah as being more important at your as yourself you don't need mm-hmm. to go seen mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah but then it was also making me think of yesterday the gospel was on lazarus two days ago or two days ago. whatever it doesn't matter yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gospel recently yeah was on lazarus and um <clears throat> how he lived right outside of a rich man's house and um the homily uh for that gospel the priest was making a point that this rich man was not doing anything blatant to mm-hmm. this to Lazarus was not there was nothing in the story that said that the rich man was kicking Lazarus or was mm-hmm. um spitting on him or doing anything blatantly sinful against him but he was neglecting him he was not seeing him mm-hmm. um not loving him um and allowing himself to be seen and I thought that was really interesting because I was also just thinking about how um being seen like I guess another word could be observe and how if there is something that you see or observe in your life again you can't just write that off it's definitely um could be the holy spirit moving in you to observe this specific person or a situation Mm -hmm. um and that the sin of omission is yeah not talked about enough and natalie says this a lot so yeah I think, of, I think of natalie whenever i hear that yeah just the sin of not yeah of omission and neglecting yeah um so if you observe something just asking yeah like i am i observing this like mm-hmm. for you god like what do you want me mm-hmm. to do here just mm-hmm. like really asking and asking him to highlight what you're not observing yeah. a big prayer of mine is open the eyes of my heart jesus to those who are unseen or to those who are going like who passed me by who I don't give a second thought to you know Mm -hmm. like who do you want me to see Mm -hmm. and I think about this story I heard of 
Mother Teresa and this priest, he's this big Capuchin priest who was really close friends with Mother Teresa and was taking her around New York City. And they had security guards with them just because she's so small and, you know, she's Mother Teresa and they didn't want anything to happen to her. And as they're walking through the streets of New York City, they lost her. <laughs> and he turned to, down to look at her because she was so much shorter than he was. And he was like, oh my goodness, she's gone. We've lost Mother Teresa <laughs> in the streets of New York City. And... And as they're looking for her, they find her kneeling before a homeless man. Of course. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he said that what hurt him wasn't the fact like that he said no to kneeling before this homeless man, but it was the fact that he didn't even see him there. Um, and that there are so many people in our life who go unseen because we are so cluttered with thinking of ourselves and thinking of all the things that we have to do and the burdens of our life. And I feel like we're always so cluttered with material things too. Mm -hmm. And like so many different, I, I mean, in my own life, like I pour out into so many different areas that it often just gets a little complicated. Mm -hmm. And when our life is simpler and when we have routine and, um, and, and consistency, I think that simplicity allows for Jesus really to make himself shown. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a nun last night, shout out to Jen's aunt, Michelle. Um, and I was asking her how she, they do the same thing every day and how, mm -hmm. you know, with such a life devoted to contemplative prayer, how they can still find new things to pray for and relish in. And she was like, it's it's within the simplicity of doing the same thing every day that Jesus can really make himself shown. Mm -hmm. So I I think that kind of, i trying to think of how I got here, but um, <laughs> I, I think it's just like looking at your life and being like, where am I clouding my judgment and where am I not allowing myself to see what Jesus really wants me to see? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of my thoughts right now are revolving around um, the opposite of being seen, mm -hmm. um, but then also in that um, pride. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I was just thinking of how this actually, there is, I know, um, so much beauty and goodness in, in being unseen yeah. and really uniting that to Christ and how, yeah, like sometimes I feel um, this level of unseen but then when I united to Christ I find so much joy there and yeah. that's really where we can approach our own internal poverty and interior poverty mm -hmm. of yeah the ways that we are unseen mm -hmm. but then also I was thinking in just modern day I think in some ways everyone is striving after being seen climbing a corporate ladder oh yeah getting in a role that is more often seen by others or valedictorian valedictorian i couldn't say that right <laughs> yeah. in your in your school or um trying to run for a leadership role and how that is so prized mm -hmm. on a resume nowadays and mm -hmm. and just these ways that really the world praises those that are seen and mm -hmm. it becomes the cycle of those that are seen are seen more and those that are unseen are seen continually less yeah and and I also liked when Natalie talked about selfishness and how I think it really does come from a place of selfishness because mm -hmm. if we're only thinking about ourselves being seen we're never going to have the time or the capacity to see others mm -hmm. and that's so much of the the world mm -hmm. today and I'm just thinking of those that walk in busy city streets by uh 
homeless sitting on the side mm-hmm. that are unseen by like so many people mm-hmm. walking to whatever they have to do next and the uncomfortability that they must feel of I'm ignoring this person but then day after day of doing that it becomes routine right mm-hmm. like this person is unseen to me that now I barely even like yeah I don't notice them anymore mm-hmm. um, whether that is someone on a corner of a street um, or those that are in our classes or mm-hmm. at work, just this like habit that we make of um, really selfishness mm-hmm. and like not turning outward, not opening our eyes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like asking Jesus, like, I am blind, help me see again. I don't know, I have so many thoughts that are going everywhere now. But, no, <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, just like allowing ourselves to see again and like um, not being so, uh, I guess, unavailable to to Mm -hmm. what he's allowing us to observe, I guess. Because Mm -hmm. because another thing is I think so often, um, whether it's, I want to say like sin, Mm -hmm. but then also um, this cycle of being unseen, I don't think it's this, obviously this one day thing where it's like now I'm like, turned off my senses to seeing but but the world I think slowly can distort you um whether that Mm -hmm. is sin or um whatever really Mm -hmm. it's just like it's going to be a slow gradual um my eyes are being closed Mm -hmm. my eyes are being shut um yeah and I think it's it's (laughs) over time it becomes invisible even to us how our eyes are closing you know yeah um yeah anyway so just maybe like taking some time to just like really sit down and be asking yourself the question, what are ways that I am blind? Who am I blind to? And what is distorting that? What is fogging that vision? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about how we also, like there's the very secular view of how we always want to be seen, you know, with Mm -hmm. literally just what is praised today. And Mm -hmm. that's something I reflected upon a lot, but Mm -hmm. I think there's even that sense within ministry and within the Catholic world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm thinking about this quote that was in the Magnificat the other day. It ended the gospel reflection on instead, we must bear fruit by reserving the display of our good works for the true vine dresser. And that's from St. Basil the Great. Mm -hmm. And it kind of has to do with a little bit what we talked about in our intention and attention podcast about, you know, like what are our intentions and who do we want attention from? But Mm -hmm. it's like we bear fruit Mm -hmm. by letting the things like our fruit go unnoticed Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and I think about a lot of like the things I do in ministry and how a big part of the desire is to share the fruits that I experience with other people but I think about veiling for example and how a lot of the fruit that comes from that is hidden Mm -hmm. um and a lot of the best and most ripe fruit is the fruit that is hidden Mm -hmm. um and, and like the things that we do and the fruit that we bear, it shouldn't be for, you know, the attention and to be seen by people. But when you have that intimacy with Christ, that the things you do for him go unseen. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, how beautiful. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. strengthens your relationship with him because it's mm-hmm. just between you and him. Mm-hmm. And like that, I, like that's the best part about relationships when you share something just between yourself and another person mm-hmm. even inside jokes mm-hmm. that's why we live inside jokes so much so mm-hmm. like I don't know there are some things that are sacred to your relationship with just you and Jesus and that mm-hmm. it, it makes it so much more special when it goes unseen mm-hmm. and you as a person can be one of those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm just thinking of um 
kind of again the uncomfortability of allowing yourself to be seen but particularly experiences that I've had with homeless where when you start to speak to them Mm -hmm. they are so taken aback that Mm -hmm. this person has no agenda and they're actually Mm -hmm. seeing them Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah asking someone's name um, and just how like maybe how long it's been since they heard their own name Mm -hmm. Um, but then also asking ourselves like when was last time again we let jesus call our name have we forgotten his voice yeah Um, have we have we forgotten what he looks like yeah um i don't know i was just thinking of that because i think oftentimes in prayer we may we may approach jesus with the hesitancy of of those that yeah you may meet on the street that come off so hesitant like oh why are you talking to me for the first time you Mm -hmm. know um I don't know just like do we do we approach Jesus that way Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's interesting because as we've been talking like you know we talk about how we want to be seen but then also how we don't want to be seen mm -hmm. and there's a a big part of like we want you know our good qualities to be seen and then when it comes to the intimacy with Jesus like we're like actually hiding and we don't want to be seen and and just like I don't know just thinking about that with like Mm-hmm. Do I want my whole self to be seen? Do I like who my entire self is? Mm-hmm. And am I only trying to put on a front and let people see what I want them to see, just mm-hmm. my fruit and my good works, or am I comfortable with being fully seen? And mm-hmm. ultimately, we we have to become we have to understand the fact that we're not going to be fully seen by people. And the only person we can be fully seen and known and loved by is Jesus and is the Father. Mm -hmm. And that's why our world is filled with so much mental health because we keep striving to be seen by other people when they are never fully going to know us. And we need Mm -hmm. to instead bring ourselves Mm -hmm. to the father Mm -hmm. and stop hiding from him Mm -hmm. and let him see us so then we can be fulfilled Mm -hmm. and feel loved and like we belong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Natalie, where you were saying we are kind of jumping back and forth between being seen and unseen. And I guess I wanted to divide it and say, I think there's a huge difference when we're talking about both being seen and unseen in the world versus in the church and in the kingdom of God. Because I think it gets so confused nowadays because Mm -hmm. in the church um we should be fully seen Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we should we should feel um welcomed and invited enough to be fully seen and I'm just thinking about the sacrament of confession and how that I think is one of the most freeing experiences of your life when you go to confession because that is when you're allowing yourself to be fully seen Mm -hmm. um and yeah, so that is one thing, being seen in the church and being letting yourself be seen by Jesus mm-hmm. versus being seen by the world mm-hmm. and, or being unseen by the world. Mm-hmm. And, and where is the hurt coming from? Um, because I think it's actually beautiful and good to have the sense of I feel unseen by the world, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but I feel very seen by Jesus mm-hmm. um, and by those in the church, you know, because that's another part is, um, community, the church should be a place ultimately where we can be broken together. Yeah. Um, where it's like a room full of broken people welcoming you saying, do you want to be broken with me? Yeah. You know? And yeah. like, I see your brokenness. I'm broken too. Mm-hmm. And my friend Christina, shout out to her. She gave me this beautiful reflection, um, of the Eucharist and, um, when the priest breaks the mm-hmm. Eucharist in half and, and holds Jesus up. And then we say, like, I'm not worthy or Mm -hmm. you are not worthy to enter under my roof. Mm -hmm. Um, Just that, like, staring at the broken, like, physically broken Mm -hmm. Eucharist 
and recognizing like even Jesus broken is not yeah. worthy to to be with me but we we are broken ourselves and like our brokenness I don't know if this is making sense but no, yeah but like that is where the church and community I think of of the church to really be a place where we can be seen in, in our brokenness mm-hmm. um but also obviously in our goodness and to embrace mm-hmm. the gifts that God gave us um, mm-hmm. to glorify God and again mm-hmm. not to glorify the world mm-hmm. or to build up our own wealth or whatever mm-hmm. which again is going back to yeah so I guess I wanted to define it as I think it is it is good to feel unseen by the yes. world but we should never feel unseen in the church and obviously by Jesus because yes. we're always seen by him so yeah so I guess that is a good way to yeah. break it up and seeing like you mentioned the goodness to be seen as well and mm-hmm. one person once said this like a victory for a member of the church is a victory for the whole church which I love and like mm-hmm. we are we're given these these talents for a purpose mm-hmm. and naturally like the fruit we bear is going to be seen by other people you know and and we can't mm-hmm hinder ourselves from doing good for the church because we don't want to be seen but it's like when we are seen bouncing that back to christ you know and being like Mm -hmm. you know it's all for his glory and Mm -hmm. i'm only able to do what i can because he first um Mm -hmm. gives me the grace to do so Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm going to look up a quote right now um that is from the book interior freedom by father shock Philippe. yeah um it's actually on it it's talking about relying on mercy alone is the title of the chapter and we will relate it when we say the <laughs> quote but um so it starts out like this um mature christians who have truly become children of god are those who have experienced their radical nothingness their absolute poverty, been reduced to nothing. At the bottom of that nothingness, they have finally discovered the inexpressible tenderness, the absolutely unconditional love of God. So good. good. (laughs) I guess I was thinking as I was reading that, I had a new perspective on that as well. Um, Just thinking of... um, again what you were just talking about with being seen by the world Mm -hmm. and those who feel very seen by the world Mm -hmm. um do not experience their radical nothingness and Mm -hmm. in a way um don't even think they need god right so that just i think points again to pride but then also um why being unseen by the world is is almost expected when you're loving jesus and really following him Mm -hmm. um yeah I don't know I think it it points a lot towards I mean we believe that suffering has so much purpose and this points a lot towards that and like if you're going through it right now know that being emptied is a good thing and suffering is purifying and it empties us a lot of the time and it's emptying us so we can hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then come to and birth a newness of Christ within us, mm-hmm. um, which I love. And and it, emptying ourselves of pr- 
pride is like suffering so often like it empties yourself of pride if you do so in the way of laying everything down at the feet of the father and Stephanie I'm gonna quote her again (laughs) earlier she also said ministering to somebody who thinks they have everything is impossible it's more impossible than somebody who you know is struggling with chastity or sobriety um and knows it but rather like when you're trying to talk with somebody and help somebody who cannot acknowledge the fact that they are in in need of the father is impossible so like Mm -hmm. going through it and having the suffering and being emptied of everything is a beautiful thing because then we really allow ourselves to be helped um, and to Mm -hmm. be held Mm -hmm. and to be seen in a more Mm -hmm. new way Mm -hmm. more full Mm -hmm. way because the truth is nobody has everything. No, nobody has Yeah, and, and someone who falls into believing that, I think, is um, not really letting themselves be seen truly, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And that's why I think it is so hard. I think often of the rich mm-hmm. <laughs> and why it, it's just sad that mm-hmm. it can be so hard to really love and, and minister to them and um, when they are are truly believing that they have it all, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they mm-hmm. have everything that will fulfill them. So, yeah, like, letting yourself be seen in brokenness. We're all so broken. Yeah. Yesterday, someone asked that we, we met someone in Roanoke, and we were, started talking about faith and um, just questions that he had on God. And uh, he asked a group of us college students, um, after he knew that we were Catholic, he asked us, he was like, well, do you guys sin? <laughs> just like, asked he us, did. yeah, he literally asked That's us, so like, wait, pure. do you guys sin? <laughs> and it was so, it was so crazy. I don't even know what word to use because we kind of took it almost with like laughing, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, of course we sin. Like yeah. we are sinners. Yeah. And that kind of made me sad because I think oftentimes the church does come off as a place where the image is that we don't sin, that we're perfect. Right. <laughs> um, but that is far from the truth and really allowing ourselves to be seen also by the world as these um, genuine, authentic people who are broken, I think yeah. is um, is so good to really allowing others to feel that they can also be seen um, yeah. in the truth of who they are, that they don't have to change or put up an image or be perfect before they can be loved and before they can be seen. Yeah, um, yeah just that question was crazy. Yeah, and a lot of that comes from a place of humility, you know, mm-hmm. letting yourself be seen and not being prideful and not putting on this facade that you have it all together and you mm-hmm. are this great person, but mm-hmm. being who you truly are and walking mm-hmm. in the truth of humility. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a couple times while we've been talking, the quote has come up, but I don't know exactly what it's like the church is a hospital for Mm -hmm. sinners and not Mm -hmm. a home for saints is that how it is Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. like that but basically Mm -hmm. how that's what the church is the church is a place for sinners to be healed like jesus is the divine physician and Mm -hmm. how can you experience his healing if you can't admit that you're broken and sick and in need of healing Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. there's a lot there too <clears throat> letting yourself be seen, letting your brokenness be there, but also asking God to open your eyes to who is unseen in your life mm-hmm. and being a um a person of comfort for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to welcome them into the the hospital for we sinners. Mm-hmm. Although we can't see you in person, I just want to reassure you that 
you are seen mm -hmm. um you are seen by jesus mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah look at him yeah <laughs> allow yourselves to see him too yeah and if you don't feel seen by him i think there's no harm in asking mm -hmm. <laughs> asking say jesus like I don't know where you are. Help me to see you. And when you mm -hmm. see him, then you mm -hmm. can know that he's looking right back at you. Because mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. he goes unseen too. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Pray, pray for that. And um, we also talked a little bit about just how unseen, like, faith is and hope or believing in the things that are unseen mm -hmm. and praying for faith and hope as well mm -hmm. to to be able to help you with the things that are unseen which are the things like that were this it's the spiritual world you know mm -hmm. is unseen mm -hmm. too yeah in hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. Yeah, so, yeah, connecting that back to just the theological virtues and how that's a gift to have hope and faith in the things that are unseen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, yeah. ask for the theological virtues. <laughs> yeah. Faith, hope, and love. Yeah, there's a lot here that you can take to prayer. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Yes, we'll end in a prayer. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please fill our hearts. Father, we just thank you so much for the gift of life. Father, we thank you for this day. For the opportunity to talk about you. Jesus, thank you for seeing us. Jesus, thank you for loving us in our brokenness. Jesus, help us to not be afraid of being seen. Jesus, please look at me in the eyes. Allow my forehead to touch yours with your crown of thorns. Holy Spirit, we ask that you open our eyes to those around us, those that are unseen in our lives, that those um, situations and people that we observe, Holy Spirit, that you may inspire our hearts to assure them that they are seen and they are known and they are loved. Mother Mary, we ask that you bless our coming weeks that you protect us from evil, that you lead us to your Son. We thank you for all the listeners. We ask that, Mother Mary, you may help them know that they are seen by your Son. We ask this through the intercession of St. Joseph. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to email us. Oh, yeah. We thank love... you for all the emails that yeah, we've gotten so far. We've been far. getting a, a good amount, and it is so... Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
<laughs> they mean so much to us. Yes, so. Thank you so much, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you and we're praying for you. Have a good day or evening or night or wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. Bye. Bye.